the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Greetings to you. Good afternoon. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, hello, hello from uh, the strange world of tech during the coronavirus. Kathy, you there? Yeah, I'm here. We're having some technological problems today. So for those of you who are looking to be watching us on Facebook, we're not streaming right now because we've got some issues. And uh, hopefully yes. we'll be able to pull that up in just a little bit. John, how are you doing today? I'm pretty good. Uh, you know, this weird tech stuff, just when you think you've got uh, control of something that's worked in the past, all of a sudden you're flying out of the uh, the cannon. It's kind of like Apollo 13, you know. Uh, Pittsburgh, yeah. well, we've got a problem here. You know? All right, so that's, that's something we'll talk about later in today's show, the 50th anniversary of the uh, Apollo 13 takeoff and, of course, all the drama that uh, Tom Hanks, et cetera, made famous in the movie. Uh, John, I know you're a space buffer, you geek. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, uh, I've been watching uh, some stuff on C-SPAN this morning. There was a press conference whenever the uh, three astronauts came back, and it was rebroadcast from 1970. And it was cool to see the assembled press, uh, a totally different feel, of course, than uh, what goes on in today's free press. But uh, to think about the three heroes that came back uh, from the edge of disaster and uh, what looked like certain death, uh, it makes you proud. And um, also, at the same time, you think, what the heck? We haven't gone back to the moon for a long, long time. But, of course, uh, that's being rectified. We should be back there, hopefully, uh, by the late 2020s. But uh, just kind of a strange thing, isn't it, Kath? Yeah, it is a strange thing. We're going to delve a little bit more into this at 425 this afternoon. Uh, 50 years ago, Apollo 13 blasted off, so we'll talk uh, some space stuff in just a little bit. But before we get into that, John, i got to ask you um, about people that may have uh, exaggerated their expectations for what can be accomplished in these quarantine situations. (laughs) Right. Okay, so at this moment, we're living proof of that, aren't we? Yeah, I think we are living proof of it. Okay, let me tell you this. Now, I love animals. Animals are, are some of, some, in my opinion, one of the greatest blessings that God gives us and one of the best windows into his character. I absolutely love animals. But there's something that makes me laugh, John, and that is when animal owners, pet owners, somehow exaggerate their animal aptitude for certain things and and kind of try to humanize them in a way that just at the end of the day gets pretty ridiculous. Yeah, I agree. Right. Okay. So um, if you've ever had a dog and if you've ever been uh, walking a dog and going to an assigned uh, dog park, which is something new as well. I mean, a dog park, uh, it's where people from the neighborhood gather take my dogs to a dog park in Frick Park. Uh, 
and it's sort of like a, a fenced off enclosed area. And there, you know, everyone, everyone meets and everyone is talking about their dog or what their dog does. And it's sort of like a praise fest. I mean, it's a lot of fun, but it, it, it can quickly go off the rails as people want to look at your dog and offer praise and or criticism about your dog's behavior, physical shortcomings, aptitude, all that. Um, it's, I think, probably a uniquely American thing where we've got a, a dog for pleasure and all of a sudden it becomes a competition. <laughs> it cracks me up. Okay, can I tell you about this um, article in the Wall Street Journal today? Oh, yeah. And again, I'm not picking on pet owners because I'm a crazy pet owner myself, but this is really yeah. one step too far. Okay, uh, this is an article by Anne Marie Alcantara uh, in today's journal. She talks about Bond Vet, John, a veterinary care startup with two locations in New York. This is what they tried last month. They tried, wait for it, a virtual meetup for people and pets who couldn't congregate in dog parks during the pandemic. Okay. Now wait. So you're thinking really this is, so everybody gathered around their laptops or around their iPhones or iPads with their dogs. Okay. So that they could all like pretend that they were in the dog park and they assumed that the (laughs) dog, they assumed the dogs would be really into this. Okay, but sadly, <laughs> that's not what happened. Brooke Goldstein, who's a marketing associate at BondVet, says, well, quote, I believe since the dogs actually couldn't interact, it wasn't as exciting for them. No, wait, they wait, 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 back up here. Yeah. Wait, so uh-huh. you're saying the, the owners of the dogs got together, set up uh-huh. a, like a Zoom camera, and then uh-huh. had a dog meeting. Yes, well, most dogs, I mean, aren't even going to look at an image on the screen. It's a rare dog mm-hmm. that would see himself nope. that and might recognize be, that might himself. Be, that might be your dumb dog, John, but not oh, these heck. dogs. Here we go. Okay, these these are like dogs set up. Okay, but this person from Bond Vet says it was surprising because the, <laughs> the dogs ran away from the camera and didn't want to look at the other dogs. Yeah, no surprise. It, yeah, it ended up being mostly the human talking about their dogs to each other. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, look, I mean, tough times, that's okay. At least you get together and you're talking about something that you love. So, it, you know, as weird as it is, I guess it does have a, a bit of a silver lining. Okay, so the silver lining is that the humans got to interact, which is what all of these video platforms are for. They're for humans right. interacting, right? I think it's probably a good idea for those of us who love our pets, to not assume that maybe my <laughs> my cat is going to be interested in talking to your dog this evening after the show. <laughs> well, I mean, I think we all try to humanize our dogs or our, our cats as much as possible. We make them, you know, like, like they're thinking along our same lines when the fact of the matter is they don't have a clue most of the time. They Even don't if it's a Plus, super smart dog. They probably, you know your dog very well. I know my cats very well. I'll tell you one thing. My cat, Burton Guster, is looking at me right now thinking, what I'm doing is so stupid. You know, he's looking at the whole video conference thing and saying, what are these humans doing? That is really lame. Wouldn't you? I mean, I think people have tried to do this for a while to, to try to imagine inside what an animal thinks. And I'm sure what we think an animal thinks is totally different than what the animal is actually thinking. Of course. Of course. Again, I, I, 
do not believe for a minute there's any type of envy with which my cat is looking at me right now. <laughs> I don't think so. Or any judgment or anything like that at all. Probably oh, no, probably no curiosity here. at all. Oh, of course not. Anyway, all right, John, coming up on today's show, we're excited about our next guest. Rod Dreher is a good friend of the program, senior editor at the American Conservative. We've been uh, thinking a lot and kind of engaging online in the uh, arena of religious freedom. You know, people thinking that because we're all locked down, our churches can't meet, we can't meet for Bible study or whatever. There's a segment of our population, John, who thinks this is some type of religious persecution. Right, exactly. Yeah, I look forward to that. That conversation with Rod Dreher, always an interesting guest. Plus, we get a full show for you, so we hope that you stick around. That's right. It's the Tuesday edition of The Ride Home. We'll be right back. WORD gives you the chance to show an act of kindness that could pay off for you, too. Just a little more kindness. Enter the Kindness Challenge for the chance to win $5,000 for you and $5,000 for a worthy organization. Just a lot more kindness, I think. Enter once each day through the end of April. Get bonus entries for completing individual acts of kindness, plus lots of other ways to increase your chances of winning. Be kind to others and to yourself. Be a little more kind to each other. Enter the Kindness Challenge now at wordfm.com slash kindness. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy! They came from every corner of the country, from small towns and big cities. But they all shared one thing in common. They belonged to a family called Marines. A tough and determined few dedicated to protecting everything we hold sacred. And still, they come. Celebrate the history of those proud few who have earned the title Marine. We first opened about 10 years ago. We were, we were small, just a few of us. But it was exciting. I always dreamt of having my own business. It was kind of slow at first, but things started picking up. We had big plans. But in our wildest dreams, we never, never thought we'd have this much work. Yeah, with so many businesses caught off guard by the storm, Reed Waste Management has never been busier. What will become of your business after a disaster? Nearly two-thirds of businesses aren't prepared for an emergency, and 40% of businesses that experience a disaster never recover. Make an emergency plan now before it's too late. For a free online tool that helps you develop an emergency plan to keep your business up and running should disaster strike, 
Visit ready.gov forward slash business. Brought to you by the Federal Emergency Management Agency, the American Red Cross, and the Ad Council. I expect it to be a lot easier. I thought it was going to be a piece of cake. I didn't know what step to take next. I was transitioning from the military. I was a vehicle gunner. An avionics specialist. I was an MP, military police. My friends thought I could do anything. I missed my unit, my family. Playing with my daughter, I, I felt like a stranger. I was overwhelmed. I couldn't sleep. I just wanted to be by myself. I didn't have a clear sense of what to do next. I was too proud. And then I thought, if I'm going through this, other veterans have gone through it too, too right? right? I started to open up. And it made a huge difference. So I reached out and I saw that I wasn't alone. Because before I was able to take on my next mission, I had to take on just taking care of myself. To find purpose. purpose. Go to maketheconnection.net to learn how other veterans have overcome the challenges of transitioning out of the military. It's easy and profitable to be kind to others when you enter the Kindness Challenge. Each day for 30 days, we'll post a new act of kindness that you can do for others. On May 2nd, you could win $5,000, and a deserving organization will also receive $5,000 in your name. You can make a difference in others' lives when you enter the Kindness Challenge. Enter today for your chance to win at wordfm.com slash kindness. Boy, in these times, it's weird when you hear people who are of the same faith perspective, who live in the same country, have such different views on how the government, how society, how families, how churches, how schools are deciding to go about saving lives. Now, I guess by me saying that, you can kind of tell on what side I come down. I feel like we all need to be responsible. We all need to recognize that there are circumstances here beyond our control. And I don't think think we should hide behind the term Christian persecution when I think our government is actually acting as it should be doing, which is providing for the common defense. And as I said yesterday, if there's anything we need to be defended from, it's a virus like this. Um, But it's made for some interesting conversations, maybe uh, on your Zoom call at Easter. Um, John, have you had uh, one-on-ones with people where you think, wow, it's really hard to believe we're coming at this from such different perspectives? Yeah, I sure do. I mean, I, th- I think it's probably pretty common, right? People that you know and love, you've got a totally different worldview, even if you're a believer. Uh, that's just how it is in this world today. Yeah. Well, we're excited to have Rod Dreher back with us. Rod's the senior editor at the American Conservative, author of The Little Way of Ruthie Lemming, and a book I deeply loved, How Dante Can Save Your Life. You probably know him for his most recent work, The Benedict Option, A Strategy for Christians in a Post-Christian Nation. He's got a new work coming out in the fall. We'll talk about that a little later. But Rod, welcome back. It's great to be here. Happy Easter to you guys. Happy Easter to you, Rod. Hey, Rod, uh, we know that uh, the new release of the book centers around uh, a a Christian persecution. You've been doing a lot of work about this, talking about Christians imprisoned in Christ in in communist countries. Talk about your interest in that that thread there. Well, you know, um, about five years ago, I got a call from a prominent physician in the U.S. He said that his elderly mother uh, was born and raised in Czechoslovakia under communism and spent six years in a communist prison for her Christian faith. She now lives in America with him, and uh, she told him, some of the things I'm seeing happen in America now remind me of the country I grew up in under communism. And um, 
when my, the doctor called and told me that, I was really shocked. It seemed kind of alarmist. But I found out, John, that when the more I talked to people living in America who had emigrated from communist countries, the more I realized what the this is widely shared with them, this view. So I got into talking to these people and also traveling to the former Soviet Union and the Soviet bloc countries, talking to Christians who had lived in the underground and who were truly persecuted for their faith, to find out what we Christians living in the West today need to know so that we can survive uh, a growing soft totalitarianism here. That's what the book is about. Interesting. Okay, but Rod, are you looking at the um, at the structure, the strictures that the government has set up here to help us battle the effects of the coronavirus as that as as a growing totalitarian state? No, not at all. I, I completely agree with you, Kathy. That uh, this virus is not a political ideology; it is a fact of nature, and we have to be protected from it. Nobody wants to be stuck in their house. Nobody wants to be out of their church or away from their job, out of school. But uh, it's happening. And uh, I, I think that a lot of Christians, a lot of my fellow believers who are political conservatives like I am, are confusing this with actual persecution. But mm-hmm. even if it were persecution, one the, the most important lessons I learned from the Christians who actually had to go to jail and be tortured for their faith is that they use this time for, to deepen their own repentance and conversion and to come to depend wholly on our Lord Jesus Christ. If you go back and read these memoirs of of these people, they say that the time they spent in prison actually saved their souls. It's a hard, hard lesson for us to learn, but I think it's an absolutely vital one for us to learn, even when we are, uh, quote-unquote, imprisoned in our houses during this lockdown. If we're not using this time to deepen our prayer lives, deepen our interior lives, and to think about what God is calling us to do during this time, then we're, we're failing. Mm-hmm. So, Rod, personally, what does that look like for you? As you go about your day, your reading, your studying, your prayer, how is, that, uh, how is that covering who you are as a person, as a follower of Jesus? Uh, you know, it's been really a challenge for me. I, I've come to realize how much I have been depending on Sunday worship as the center mm-hmm. of my Christian life. And look, that's normal. It, Sunday worship is the, the, is the ground and the pinnacle of our lives as Christians. But I have to say that when that was taken away from me, I had to face the fact that I had not been praying as much as I should be doing at home. Mm-hmm. I had not been reading the Bible. I, I had been allowing the church service and our pastor and the other, and others in the congregation to sort of carry me when I should have been walking with the Lord all throughout the week. So I've been doing more prayer. We've been praying as a family on Sunday mornings. You know, we're Eastern Orthodox Christians, so uh, we were able to follow our our services online like a lot of people are doing, but they had to shut down our church for uh, for different reasons the bishops are, had, had laid down. Um, but we, we can pray together as a family, and we have to remind ourselves that the Lord is here with us, even though we can't be in the church. Uh, one of our, our priests did say to us that in the early church, or in the patristic era, uh, monks around Jerusalem would go out into the desert, in the Jordanian desert during Lent, to fast and to pray for 40 days alone. They did without communal worship. They had no communion, no Eucharist, but they did this so they could, uh, they could get closer to God. So we're trying to look mm-hmm. at this in my family and in my own life as an extension of Lent. 
Yeah. Okay. That's wise. We're talking to Rod Dreher, senior editor at The American Conservative, author of the upcoming Live Not by Lies, his book that will be published in the fall of 2020. Rod, so let's talk about how Christians are looking at this lockdown differently. Um, I've had several conversations in the last 24 hours with friends who are seeing this type of um, Christians, you can't go to church, um, Muslims, you can't go to the mosque, Jews, you can't go to the synagogue as a come as a harbinger of what it's going to be like forever, that this is the government they've kind of been waiting for this golden moment when they can swoop in and take our religious freedoms away from us. What do you say? Well, I think maybe, and uh, let me qualify that. I don't think that's what's happening here. I think that uh, people who are churchgoers and conservative churchgoers like me, we run the risk of confusing persecution with prudence. Uh, mm-hmm. This is not going to be forever. The government is just doing this temporarily. But I do think that we as Christians need to stop and think what would happen if we really did live under some kind of totalitarian government where we could not go to church, uh, or we would be thrown into the gulag. That happened in the Soviet Union. How would we survive then? Um, I have to tell you, I'm dedicating this new book, Live Not By Lies, to a Croatian Jesuit priest named Father Tomislav Kolakovic. Father Kolakovic worked in Croatia in, during the Nazi occupation, trying to organize the Catholic anti-Nazi resistance. He got a call one day in 1943 warning him that the Gestapo was going to come after him to arrest him. So he escaped and went to Slovakia, his mother's homeland, just north of Croatia. When he got there, he told the, the Catholic students, he taught in the university, he told them, look, the good news is the Germans are going to lose this war. The bad news is that our country is going to be ruled by communists when it's over with, and they're going to come after the church. We have to use this time to prepare. So what Father Kolakovich did was organize student groups. They would come together. They would pray together. They would hear lectures together about theology, but also about other topics. And they started building these networks all around the country of uh, these cells of Christians. When communism came to power, they formed the the, the underground church. They were the background, the backbone of the underground church, and that's why the church survived the next 40 years, mm. because Father Kolakovich prepared them. Wow. Wow, that's an amazing... I can't wait to check out the book, Rod. I mean, first of all, let me just parenthetically say, is it done, or is it is it in some type of, like, purgatorial limbo at this point? <laughs> it's funny <laughs> you, you ask that. Uh, just today, I'm doing the revisions on it, and they'll be finished by the end of this week. The book will be out in September, but I have to tell you that the, the manuscript was completed in early February before the, wow. the coronavirus kicked in. Okay. Now I, I am going back and revising it because I'm able to see more clearly how the government may, in the future uh, may end up using a national emergency to, to uh, control us. And it, it's a delicate thing because I honestly don't think that's what's happening right now. But we have. This is a dry run for the future. Mm-hmm. Rod, so Rod with us. Hey, Rod, can, can you hang with us? Yeah, can you hang with us for a minute as we take a break? Sure. Okay, okay. terrific. We're going to take a break. For those of you looking for our live stream on Facebook, uh, we believe we've solved our technical difficulties. So perhaps in just a couple minutes, you can pick up the live stream. We'll try to do that, but we'll step away. We'll come back with Rod Dreher more on how people are lo- people are looking at the coronavirus lockdown differently on today's ride home. 
We have reached the age where things just cost more. Cars, mm-hmm. phones, mm-hmm. life insurance. Your blood pressure is up. <laughs> Your weight is up. <laughs> You're one to talk. I have type 2 diabetes, so I'm getting dinged just like you. Thank goodness for Big Lou. Big Lou! Big Lou can get term life insurance rates for a 50-year-old male with type 2 diabetes or high blood pressure, or maybe he's on anxiety meds mm-hmm. for just around $200 a month for a million dollars of coverage. Oh, you got to say that again. Go ahead. Okay, I'll say it. Big Lou and term provider could get a 50-year-old man, a little dinged up, a million dollars in life insurance for around $200 a month. Call Big Lou. Big Lou. He's like you. 800-555-2085. That's 800-555-2085. Don't put it off. If you're overweight, diabetic, have high blood pressure, you gotta call Big Lou. Gotta. 800-555-2085. Write it down. 800-555-2085. Spending more time inside, J&D Water Proofing can help you breathe a little easier. Protect your family, friends, and pets from mold, dampness, and other unhealthy elements. For over 80 years, J&D has been making Pittsburgh basements very dry and improving indoor air quality with solutions like the Easy Breathe System. Eliminate unhealthy mold and allergy-causing moisture without filters or reservoirs while using less energy than a 40-watt light bulb. Call 1-800-VERY-DRY or visit jdwaterproofing.com. With all that is going on today regarding the coronavirus, City Mission needs you now more than ever. City Mission has taken precautions to protect its vulnerable resident population. You can help. Any donations you believe will help during this time are greatly appreciated to continue to serve both City Mission residents and our community and keep City Mission doors open. For all the details, please visit citymission.org and please join City Mission in prayer to get through these challenging times. Coming down the home stretch is Liberty Mutual, followed by Customizes Your Car Insurance. But wait, from the back comes So You Only Pay For What You Need. So it's Liberty Mutual, Customizes Your Car Insurance, So You Only Pay For What You Need. And I'm pretty sure this is just an elaborate insurance ad. Liberty, 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 Liberty. This is Kathy Emmons. John and I are grateful for the encouragement we have from all of our advertisers, and especially our friends at Grove City College. Thanks to everyone at Grove City for supporting the ride home. Hi, I'm Jim Daly with Focus on the Family. The coronavirus is changing how we live, work, and connect with others. It's also affecting family finances as businesses close or reduce hours to lower the health risk. As changes in the workplace affect your family, don't hoard supplies or panic about the news of the day. Meet with your spouse without pointing fingers and work on a plan to cut expenses and create income. And finally, remember the needs of others. Together, we'll get through this. We are everywhere on your radio at 101.5 WORD-FM, Pittsburgh, at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and at radio.com. An evening rain or snow shower in spots, otherwise clouds for tonight, low 28. Mostly cloudy with a little accumulation of snow and rain late in the afternoon, high Wednesday 46. An evening rain or snow shower in spots, otherwise cloudy and cold Wednesday night, low 26. For Thursday, cloudy, breezy and cold with a high 44. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Andy Robb. Andre is with us. Rod is the senior editor at a magazine we love called The American Conservative. He's also author of The Little Way of Ruthie Lemming, How Dante Can Save Your Life, and the most recent Benedict Option, A Strategy for Christians in a Post-Christian Nation. 
Rod, in your uh, piece that you wrote in the American Conservative, which is really excellent, you, you hit on something I've been kind of concerned about, and that is that if Christians or any type of religious group uh, doesn't observe social distancing, dis- insists on meeting, and there's uh, some kind of viral outbreak as a result of it, the public at large is going to associate our faith with some type of resistance to, I don't know, common sense, resistance to scientific advice, whatever it is, I don't see any way that that can be good for us. Yeah, sadly, I agree with you. And this has been a really personal thing for me, Kathy, because here in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, where I live, we've had a a local Pentecostal pastor, Reverend Tony Spell, who has made national news by defying our governor's lockdown order. And he has made this into a big grand test of courage. He's called Christians who stay at home and in observance of the order. He's called us cowards and uh, he's tried to get himself arrested and he succeeded actually. They they pulled him out of uh, church one day and booked him with a misdemeanor, but it seems like the governor and the sheriff have tried not to make a martyr of this guy. Here's the thing though. Um, We know that the virus spreads through human contact. Uh, Tony Spell, a pastor's a big church. It's a racially integrated church. It's a very conservative Pentecostal church. But it's also the kind of thing that, because of the, the big showboating that Tony Spell has been doing, uh, it's the kind of thing that if, if people get sick in that church, uh, it's going to make the local news and it's going to make people really upset. Because uh, here in Louisiana, we've been one of the big hotspots around the country. Uh, more and more people are knowing others who have been really sick or have even died from this virus. And I got to tell you, you know, we look at the early church, Christians in the Roman Empire distinguished themselves by caring for the sick and the dying in times of plague when everybody else ran away. It would be a total disaster for us as believers if we came out of this with Christians having the, uh, having the, having left the impression that to be a Christian means to have no concern at all for the common good and to demand your rights uh, over duties of charity to all. I'm into that. Rod, I mean, there, there's so many ways to worship the Lord. Um, I, I take this time as as a way to strengthen myself just individually. And of course, I don't know about your church, but I know my church, Cath Church, we're video streaming, and that's a whole other platform as well, where you get to see members of the congregation yeah. stepping forward and it hasn't, using their talents. It hasn't been a bad platform. I mean, Not I'd rather be together, but I think I've gained a lot from it. Yeah, I mean, look, we in the Orthodox Church, we're just coming to the end of Lent here. Our Easter is actually this coming Sunday. Uh, we're a week behind everybody in the West, but uh, this has not been the sort of Lent that we wanted, but it's been the, the Lent that God has given us. And, you know, I, I was just listening today to a sermon from a Presbyterian pastor who said that if you're sitting at home during this lockdown, feeling sorry for yourself about about the fact that you can't go to church, you can't go out, you this, you that, and instead, instead of sitting there thinking and praising God for what he's given us despite all this, then you're not doing it right. I feel that there's something about this crisis that can be an opportunity for real spiritual growth and repentance for us. But if we just feel sorry for ourselves because we can't live exactly as we wanted to live, then uh, it's going to be for our destruction. I'm into that. I agree with that totally, Rod. I mean, there's an encouragement to, in this odd time, to look at things a little bit differently. And I think for all of us, we can dig deeper into our faith because of that. 
You know, the uh, the word apocalypse means literally in Greek, unveiling. And this has been an apocalypse. I mean, none of us knows the day or the hour when the real apocalypse is going to come. But this has been an unveiling about who we really are and what we really love. And uh, for me, it's it's been a difficult thing because I, as I mentioned earlier, you know, I I come to place too much emphasis on Sunday worship. And there, look, there's no substitute for Sunday worship, certainly not in the sacramental churches. And God willing, we will have that back soon. But uh, if we have been neglectful of prayer, personal prayer, uh, and spiritual discipline in our daily lives, this has been a real wake-up call. And that's true for me. I'm into that. Rod, before you leave us, talk about how things are in your area. I know, as you said, it's a hot spot. Uh, We've been concerned about you and other friends that live around New Orleans. Um, What are things like there? Well, you know, one of the weird things, Kathy, about this whole crisis is that it's hard to know through personal experience what's happening beyond your front yard. Mm -hmm. That's certainly true here. I I talk to my mom every day. She's a widow who's locked down in her house in the country. We've been taking care of her as best we can. But what a weird thing to take groceries to her, cookies and things like that, to have to leave them on her front uh, on her front porch and just say hi to her through the porch, the, the, the front door. But um, it's been tough. And uh, businesses following left and right. A good friend of mine, he and his wife, the business they've built up over 30 years, has collapsed virtually overnight. And it's probably not going to come back when the economy gets going. So we're all still kind of shell-shocked here. But it looks like that the social distancing we've been doing for the last six weeks is starting to flatten the curve. And for that, I'm grateful. Great. Very good. Great. Well, Ron, as with all people who are listening, all believers, you're certainly mm-hmm. in our prayers. We'll yeah. pray for your mother as well. Uh, for everyone who's locked away and feeling lonely and isolated, yeah. the difficult times. But this is a good way, as you said, to dig deeper in your faith in a different way. So thanks for the encouragement for being with us today. Oh, God bless you, friends. Thank you for calling. Mm-hmm. And you as well. Rod Dreyer, he is the author of The Benedict Option, A Strategy for Christians in a Post-Christian Nation. We'll take a break, come back. In a few minutes, we're going to talk about uh, Apollo 13. Fifty years ago this week, uh, an untold story that was not, not imaginable happened. Of course, it's been told many times since, but that's next. Stick around. 101.5 WORD. At home, at work, or when home is work. We're here with the information, teaching, conversation, music, inspiration, and hope you need right now. Use your smart speaker to connect to Pittsburgh Station, sharing the word that changes the world. Okay. Find us at The Word Pittsburgh, 101.5 WORD. You've all helped build MyPillow into the amazing company that it is today. Now, Mike Lindell, the inventor and CEO of MyPillow, wants to give back to my listeners. You can get great discounts on all MyPillow products if you go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the radio listener specials. You're going to see some amazing offers. Right now, MyPillow is offering an exclusive radio special. Today, we're offering buy one, get one free on a variety of amazing products, including the Supima MyPillows, Giza Dream Sheets, MyPillow Towels, Roll and Go Anywhere Pillows, Duvet Covers, Giza Pillowcase, Bolster Pillows, and Neck Pillows. Plus, if you buy Mike Lindell's book, What Are the Odds? From Crack Addict to CEO, you'll get free shipping and a $25 gift card. Just go to MyPillow.com Enter promo code WORD or call 800-391-0954. Be sure to use promo code WORD. MyPillow is answering the call for more face masks as the country continues to deal with a global coronavirus pandemic. They'll be making face masks for hospitals across the country. Hi, I'm John Henney from Henney Jewelers. Since 1887, my family has helped people celebrate the most memorable moments in their lives. We are rooted in faith and commit to doing the right thing again and again. We believe in the covenant of marriage 
and use our To Have and To Hold program to encourage couples as they prepare to spend the rest of their lives together. Please stop into our Shadyside store to learn more or visit HennyJewelers.com. Henny Jewelers, your jewelers for life. It was my first time meeting Jesus in the Bible. That's what one student is saying after studying Bibliology through the Tony Evans Training Center. Taught by renowned theologian, Dr. Tony Evans, these online courses feature compelling and exclusive video and audio teaching, plus an interactive scripture-based curriculum you can access online or through the mobile app. Sign up now at TonyEvansTraining.org. Take a course with Dr. Evans and explore the kingdom anytime, anywhere. If you're a licensed counselor in Pennsylvania, Grace Wellness Center doesn't want to hire you. They want to partner with you. At Grace Wellness Center, you'll find the personal support and professional development you need to build your ideal clientele. Grace Wellness Center invests in you so you can invest in your clients. Get the support, training, and personal coaching you need to pursue your passion and build the kingdom with offices throughout Greater Pittsburgh. Join the team at thegracewellnesscenter.com. Open calendar. What's my schedule looking like? Next Thursday, you will be caught in an emergency flash flood between Park and First Street. What? No. No, that, that doesn't work. I'm, I'm busy then. Decline. De- decline. Floods don't exactly work around your schedule. Disasters don't plan ahead. But you can. It starts with talking to your loved ones about making an emergency plan. So don't wait. Communicate. Visit readypa.org. Brought to you by readypa.org, FEMA, and the Ad Council. Well, as calm and as uh, unruffled as our winter was, so it is with this springtime. Because it feels as though we're sort of stuck in a little bit of a, a cool time loop. It's like winter. Yeah, and I know that a lot of people are, who are out there wanting to, you know, put the spade into the ground, it's still a little bit early, especially with a lot of closures of the garden centers. But Doug Oster is with us. He's the gardener extraordinaire. You can find Doug online at DougOster.com. But always good to check in with Doug to let's uh, talk about things that are growing. Hey, Doug, how are you today? Too early to get started. Who said that? <laughs> See, I belie my ignorance at the very get-go, Doug. <laughs> Yeah, there's lots of cool weather stuff that can go in now. You know, your lettuce and carrots and beets and radishes. And uh, it's kind of funny, uh, not funny, but we, with the nurseries, some are open and some aren't. There's, there's a hard to understand what's going on. But if you're going to go to a nursery, you know, use curbside pickup or delivery, that sort of thing. Uh, really? Stay safe. Uh, Wait, Doug. So you're saying that if you if you have a, a relationship with a nursery, you can call ahead, order things, and it'll just be like you're picking up your groceries. Oh yeah, definitely. You know, every nursery that's open is is following the CDC guidelines oh, okay. with social distancing or the curbside or even delivery. Uh, you, you know, you have to be careful. I, I'm telling people try and get as much stuff at home. You know, reuse your potting soil that's in your uh, Hanging baskets, if you have some, look for compost underneath piles of leaves. You know, when you dig underneath there, you might find some good stuff. Uh, It's just, if you have to go out, I guess you have to go out, but uh, just be careful. Yeah. We're talking to Doug Oster, editor of Gardening with Doug. You can find him at DougOster.com. All right, Doug, but before we get to plants, how do I know if it's too early to be digging in my garden, though? Well, I'm a broken record because every time that I, I talk about this, I say if the soil sticks to the shovel, it's too wet. And every garden's a little bit different. Um, my garden, I have these raised beds. They're made out of compost. 
I can dig in, in them almost any time of the year, even after okay. a rain. But but if you've got clay and you dig down in there and it's sticking on the shovel, either what I'm doing in those situations is I'm just finding compost some way or, you know, wherever I can find it and putting that on top of that and just planting directly in that compost. That's That's one of the tricks to get started early. Like I said, there's all these plants that love cool weather. They thrive in cool weather. And with people so interested in growing their own food, one of the easiest things is is just lettuce. You know, if you had a packet of seeds at home or if you could get a packet of seeds, and it doesn't have to be even in the ground. You could do it in a container. And when you have leaf lettuce, it'll come up. You'll be harvesting in about a month, maybe less. You just kind of trim them like a haircut, and they'll come back again and maybe one more time after that. So. Okay. You know, if people haven't gardened before, that's an easy way to start. I see. So, Doug, you bring up a really good point. So people maybe who have never gardened before, but now because of the circumstances we're in, you can grow a lot of things in containers. It's still the same food, right? Yeah, almost everything that we grow out in our actual gardens can be grown in containers. You know, corn is is one where you wouldn't, it'd be almost impossible to do in a container. But tomatoes, peppers, beans, radishes, greens, beets, uh, just about anything else can. It, the, the trick is to get the right size container for the right plant. You know, lettuce will grow in just about anything as long as you keep it cool and keep it watered, but you need about 15 gallons to do a, a, a full-size tomato in. Uh, you can get away with a lot smaller for peppers. Uh, so, you, you know, you can tell by just thinking about it. You know, if you're, you can't support a six-foot-tall uh tomato plant in a little itty bitty container. So, uh, and the other thing about containers is they need drainage. So you can even make your own containers. I've got containers I've made out of old watering cans, out of garden carts, out of wheelbarrows. And just by drilling some holes in the bottom, they have to drain out. Uh, otherwise you're going to have root rot. Mm-hmm. Doug, let's talk about containers just a little more because I'm going to be selfish here. I need to ask this question. I garden almost exclusively in containers. You talk about how many deer you have in your yard. We live close to each other. I don't have any deer, but I am overrun with rabbits. Um, And so they just eat everything. So I've been gardening in containers for years. Should I change out the soil in my container each year? Like, How do you do that? How do you make sure that your soil is good in there? I only do about the top one third. Usually okay. over the over the winter, it kind of goes down, and so then I just put new stuff on top. If it hasn't gone down enough, I take a few inches off the top. It would be, you know, for me, I'm you know I'm talking fifty, sixty containers out there to to you know buy all that material again would be expensive, and so just you know buy a couple good bag bags of good stuff put it on the top of what's left on the containers to get up to the top. And then also I use a liquid organic fertilizer with my containers. And I I would recommend that for you. Uh, There's a bunch of them. I I use one. It's called grow. It's easy to find. It's from this company called Espoma that's been around forever, but it's a concentrate. And so you can mix it into like your watering can. And every time you water from like June to August, put a little bit of that stuff in there and your containers are going to go nuts. Nice. We're talking all things growing with Doug Oster. He is editor of gardening at DougOster.com. And Doug, um, I know that uh, because people are stuck inside, you're offering a brand new webinar series. This is for people maybe who have some knowledge and maybe people who have no garden knowledge whatsoever. Talk about that. Yeah, 
I'm really excited about this. I've got a new webinar series, which just means if you have a computer, they send you a link. It's easy. You just get on, and I'm going to teach a class. And the whole seven-week series is called How to Grow Your Own Vegetable Garden. Once a week, I'm going to be uh, talking about all sorts of different things, cool weather crops, organic, all sorts of stuff. Every Thursday starts this Thursday, and uh, it's it's just going to be fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's the thing. There's a lot of information there, but it's going to be fun because it's going to be interactive. You can talk back and forth. We can have questions, and uh, I just I can't wait to do it. And you don't have to leave your house. That's the idea. Nice. So it's a, it's a seven part series. Yep, yep. If you if you sign up early and you sign up for all seven, you get one of them for free. They're twenty bucks a piece. Other than that, you just take the ones that you want to take. Uh, the first one is these plants don't care about frost, and uh, that's one of my big things is extending the season and growing uh, cool weather crops. Getting started early, we've never seen anything like this, guys. Uh, where 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 seed companies can't keep up, where people are going uh, going to be growing their own food and. They're going to need information. I want to give them the information. Sure, sure. Doug, let me ask you about containers again, in that if people are going to be planting in containers for now, and then the weather becomes warmer, they're able to get outside more, how easy it is to move, to move a plant from being a container plant to going into the ground? Oh, yeah. I mean, I do that all the time. Uh, if we start off uh, just some little lettuce plants early, and then I get good weather, and I, I want to grow more lettuce, so I'll take that, transplant them into the garden, and, and put something else into the container. Plants in general, they don't mind transplanting at all. It's just you don't want to do it in the middle of a hot day. You, you, you want to do it at the end of the day, or I love to do it if we have kind of like these cloudy, rainy days. That is the best day to be transplanting things because a lot of times you don't even have to water because it's going to be raining and we'll do the thing. I think somebody in that studio has a lot of containers they need to take care of. <laughs> Kath, step forward, please. You know. Doug Oster, gardening, <laughs> gardening with Doug, DougOster.com. Hey, Doug, um, uh, with this whole pandemic, people have lost their jobs. You yourself uh, suffered a job loss recently. But um, I know talking to you, you, you had a good word and a story that sort of put your mind at ease. Tell us the story. Yeah, like so many other people, uh, don't worry about me. I worry about the, the other people that have lost their jobs. Yeah. But, you know, I, I've never been unemployed in my since 1972, if you can believe that, through wow. everything. And I was sitting at my computer, you know, on this, all this uncertainty and kind of anger and frustration. And I was, you know, kind of freaking out. And in the other room, I just I heard my wife singing along to the radio. And it was just like. I knew then that everything was going to be okay. You know, there's just, there's certain little moments like that. And I was, I was telling a friend of mine that runs uh, Chapin's greenhouse, I was telling Danielle Chapin the story. And as I told it to her, and I never told anybody else the story, her eyes started to well up. Uh, I didn't, you know, I didn't think much of the story. Well, when her eyes started to well up, mine started to well up a little bit too, because I guess I kind of, kind of understood the, the significance of the story that we all need that, little piece of normalcy and when my wife's singing in the kitchen to the radio uh, all my worries are are wiped away Fabulous. well doug thanks so much for being with us we just we love when you can come on and kind of 
and the gloom. I mean, that's the best way I can say it. You know, the yeah. weather's uh, been <laughs> awful. Things in our circumstances are so challenging right now. Thinking about planting, you know, a petunia is like the best news I could hear. <laughs> that's good. Well, thanks so much. Spending time in the garden really does. Yeah. It really is therapeutic. The the daffodils come up every year, no matter what's going on around us. So Very think nice. of it that way. Hey, wait a way. minute. Hope- wait a minute. One last question before you leave. I, you you said there's a bad way to cut daffodils. Oh yeah, that's great. Okay, when you're doing your daffodils, you don't cut them, you pick them. You go right down to the bottom of the stem and just gently pull it up, and you'll see there's it, it's solid instead of uh, hollow there, and they'll last a lot longer in the vase. Very nice. At this point, I'd be happy to see a field of daffodils, pick them, and have a daffodil salad. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Doug Oster, he's with us. DougOster.com, the seven-part webinar series, starts this Thursday. Do yourself a favor and invite a ray of sunshine into your life and let things grow. We'll take a break. Be back. We've got uh, much more ahead. It's the Ride Home with John and Kathy here on Word FM. It's me, Marcia, from the Spring House. We are hoping you are all healthy and safe. Our family wanted to let you know that because our cows are requiring twice-a-day milking, the Spring House is still open for you to stop by for your farm fresher from our herd milk and hot out-of-the-oven breads and buns and meats and cheeses and cookies and anything that will make life happy and comfy and easier during these uncertain times. Our buffet is still full of family recipe lunches and suppers every day to take home to eat at your own family table. And our catering team even created a special take-and-bake meal, which you can check out online. We even ordered in extra toilet paper in case any of you are in a pinch. We've been so blessed this last week by customers thanking us for staying open and, best of all, telling us that they're praying for us. We just wanted to let you know that we are praying for all of you, too. Here's a big hug from all of us at the Spring House to you. We love you. It's totally normal to be constipated with belly pain, straining, and bloating again and again. No way. Maybe it's occasional constipation. Maybe it's not. You could have a chronic condition called irritable bowel syndrome with constipation, or IBSC. Linzess, or linaclotide, is a prescription that treats IBSC in adults. Linzess works differently than laxatives to help relieve belly pain and let you have more frequent and complete bowel movements. Individual results may vary. Do not give to children less than 6, and it should not be given to children 6 to less than 18. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. Maybe it's not occasional constipation. Learn more at linzess.com or call 1-800-L-I-N-Z-E-S-S. You may be able to talk to a doctor online. Visit linzess.com, sponsored by Allergan and Ironwood. There's a virus spreading across the country, but I'm not referring to the one you think. I'm talking about a different pandemic, the left's attack on free speech. But one film is fighting back. No Safe Spaces, featuring Salem Radio Network's Dennis Prager and comedian Adam Carolla. And now you can watch No Safe Spaces from the comfort of your home at nosafespaces.com. Watch this film that Hollywood, Netflix, and the left doesn't want you to see. Go to nosafespaces.com now. Liberty Mutual Insurance Company presents... And Doug. Breathe out. 
and repeat after me. Liberty Mutual customizes your car insurance so you only pay for what you need. Liberty Mutual customizes your car insurance so you only pay for what you need. Your bird is eating my candles. Your bird is eating my candles. No, seriously, he's making a mess. No, seriously, he's... Liberty, 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 Liberty. Get a customized quote at LibertyMutual.com. We're going to look back at uh, where we are, are right now, you know, uh, 50 years from now, mm-hmm. our, our children and grandchildren and go, whoa, that was a strange time in the U.S. Well, it's always good to look back because when you see how other people reacted to tragedy or trauma, and especially when things work out well, you go, oh, okay. So, you know, uh, despite all the trails and tribulations, there is a way out. So with that in mind, 50 years ago yesterday, this started things in, in motion. Check this out. 10, 9, 8. Ignition sequence has started. 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0. We have commit and we have liftoff at 2.13. The Saturn V building up to 7.6 million pounds of thrust and it has cleared the tower. 50 years ago yesterday, April 13th, 1970 at... 213, which translates to 1313, Apollo 13, the third mission to head to the moon, took off. Now, a couple days later, if you know the story, and of course, if you have watched the Tom Hanks movie, uh, tragedy struck and a fuel cell within the command module exploded and changed the trajectory of that mission forever. Of course, they didn't land on the moon. Jim Lovell, who's the mission commander, and a whole team of men and engineers back on Earth helped the two other crew members assemble the wreckage and find their way back after they looped around the moon in the lunar module. I mean, it's an incredible story. And if you've never seen the movie, and especially if you've never had your kids watch the movie with you, do yourself a favor and stream it. Oh you can find it on Prime right now. I'm telling you that scene where the, you know what I'm, you, as soon as I start to describe it, you're going to say, oh yeah, I remember when the guy, the scientist goes in, he pulls his scientist, his scientist, you know, cohorts together, the brings team. in a room and says, look, we have this and we have to get to this. Yeah. Right. And then they throw down on with a, only using this, right? A cardboard box full of, you know, some looks like miscellaneous things of the guys, what they have on board the spaceship and they've got to figure a way out. I mean, they went inside Amazing. the lunar module, which was only supposed to last two days. It was going to take the men from the command module down to the lunar surface. And I'm telling you, we saw we saw a mock-up of this calf mm-hmm. at the Carnegie Science yep. Center. The, the walls of that lunar module are paper thin. They are so thin. To think that, you know, it's, that survived and let those guys come back to Earth. It's an amazing story. Uh, and again, one of those stories where you think, oh, man, these guys are in big trouble. But that can-do spirit yes, of those engineers saved those men. And despite the heartbreak of not being able to land on the moon, it's something that really energized the country once again. American made, can-do spirit. It made me think over and over again in that film, people are so smart. Yeah, and resourceful. Oh, right? my gosh. It's unbelievable. Right. That was just absolutely terrific film. Tonight would be the perfect night to watch it. It sure would, yeah. So in the midst of our own earthly turmoil hill right now, here right now, uh, yeah. you know, we've got a savior to lean on. Yeah. Uh, the greatest, the best. So whatever you're thinking today, in your despair, in your heartbreak, in your isolation and fear, 
Give it up and give it over to the Lord. He's going to make things all right. We'll be back in a few minutes during the 5 o'clock hour of the ride home. 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app. iHeart, tune in and at radio.com. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Three potential COVID-19 vaccines are making fast progress in early-stage testing in volunteers in China and the U.S. The Chinese government says Cancino Biologics is beginning the second phase of testing its vaccine candidate. In the U.S., a shot made by the National Institutes of Health and Moderna Incorporated isn't far behind. President Trump will announce a new public-private partnership aimed at making as many as 60,000 ventilators available to patients in coronavirus hotspots. Under the plan, major health care systems have agreed to lend out unused ventilators to places where demand is high. Stocks ending with solid gains on Wall Street as the market turns its attention to how and when authorities may begin to lift business shutdowns. The Dow gained 559 points today. The Nasdaq was ahead 323. This is SRN News. Hello? Is this thing on? Okay, uh, could I get a little more volume? Oh, whoa! Okay, never mind. It's fine. Just there, right where it is. Hey, if your AV system sounds like this... Or if it sounds like this... Or if it sounds like this... You need good sound. Uh, guys, I think we lost... Uh, okay, hey, we're back. You need good sounds. Good Sound specializes in design and installation of audiovisual equipment for churches and schools. You might not need new equipment. An expert adjustment might be all you need to get the most out of the equipment you already have. So visit GoodSoundDesign.com. Oh, come on! <clears throat> uh, that's GoodSoundDesign.com and click the $99 evaluation to schedule a general tune-up and review of your current AV system today. Because remember, if it can't be heard... <sighs> Let's try that again. If it can't be heard, it can't be good. Good Sounds. Book now at GoodSoundDesign.com. This election year, you can vote red or you can vote blue, but yellow is always the right choice. Demand the yellow van when you have water damage and call Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van. Call Service Master. Politics can be, well, dirty. That's one mess Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh can't clean up. But we've got you covered on everything else, from water damage to smoke and fire damage. Demand the yellow van. If you're worried about your cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with garlic. My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline, but I've been taking garlic and it works. I've been taking garlic for years. My pharmacist recommended garlic. He said there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. I take garlic every day. No garlic breath. Lots of people like you are choosing garlic to help maintain a healthy cholesterol. Garlic, it's cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. If you're looking for adventure, serving as a volunteer on the Mercy Ship in Africa is an adventure like no other. You'll be serving on the largest non-governmental hospital ship in the world, providing free care to some of the world's poorest people. Whether you're performing a surgery, cleaning the deck, or transporting a patient to a Hope Center to recover, every day you'll be making a difference in the lives of struggling people. Hard work? Definitely. Long hours? Oh yeah. In fact, you'll be pushed to your limits. Your heart will break with compassion for those you're serving. 
but every single day will be tremendously fulfilling. And in volunteering aboard the Mercy Ship, you will be transformed. Join our community of faith, serving as a volunteer with those whom Jesus called the least of these. Connect with us today at mercyships.org. That's mercyships.org. It's time to begin the adventure of a lifetime. An evening rain or snow shower in spots, otherwise clouds for tonight, low 28. Mostly cloudy with a little accumulation of snow and rain late in the afternoon, high Wednesday 46. An evening rain or snow shower in spots, otherwise cloudy and cold Wednesday night, low 26. For Thursday, cloudy, breezy and cold with a high 44. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Andy Robb. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Good afternoon. It's good to see everybody on this uh, Tuesday edition of The Ride Home. Tuesday, and uh, I think all is right and well. Uh, We're up and streaming, and uh, we would encourage you to check us out on Facebook, The Ride Home, or 101.5 Word FM on Facebook. You can see our... uh, our festooned mugs mm-hmm. for whatever it's worth. Kath, you're looking very nice today. Thank you. I appreciate you saying that. It yes. didn't seem very nice at four o'clock when we couldn't get the stream going. We're good. But Everything's good. And we're you, live uh, on radio. If you tuned into the show and uh, you weren't able to see us online, we're sorry about that. But mm-hmm. this is the uh, world in which we live and things get really complicated. Yep. A little anxiety there. Yeah, there's a lot of anxiety. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. so speaking of anxiety, a survey that was taken uh, in mid-March, I'm sorry, late March, March 26th through the 28th, involving 8,500 employees found that, and I'm reading here from uh, the New York Post, okay. found that. of workers who telecommute during the coronavirus have seen their mental health deteriorate as a result of doing so. Okay, so there's... That is no good. No. There's three of us right now. uh, I think of one in three, uh, our mental health is deteriorating. (laughs) Are we going to... Who would be the most likely to do that? Uh, Out of the three of us? Yeah. Um, I think that's a race to the bottom, to okay, be honest it is. with you. Yeah, right. Yeah. We're uh-huh. all, uh, you know, we're all a little emotional, aren't we? Uh, for better I mean, or worse. I think there are moments where each one of us loses our minds. Mm-hmm. I think perhaps my bottom was that day I was laying on the floor right here in my spare bedroom. Remember when right. I was I, despairing? That was I last forgot, week, Kath. How I could for, I forget? Okay. I'd forgotten to turn my mic off and I just launched into this whole tirade about how I, this, you know, I'm in the spare room. I'm not in a studio. I didn't have enough electricity. I had like, you know, eight different power cords in here and extension cables and everything else. I was going to burn my house. Anyway, I think that was my low point. (laughs) That's a low point. During the four o'clock hour, when we were having trouble getting on, I I looked to my right here and I thought to myself, I could get up right now and run away. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it was an actual thought. I'm just going to get up right now and I'm going to disconnect this stuff and I'm going to run away. (laughs) <laughs> going to find me. <laughs> like, where was I going to go to? I, my wife and kids are going to be like destitute because I had to run away in the middle of a show. 
Oh, I bet we're not the first people who are broadcasting from home in America uh -huh. who had that same inclination. I am sure of that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Gosh. So 35% of people, God bless you all. I mean, if you're anxious right now or fearful, of course. this too shall pass. Right. right? I mean, it'll pass. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a brighter yep. day on the horizon. And uh, yeah. I mean, sometimes, I mean, I know people, are for, you know, minute to minute, Lord be with me just for this minute because I've got nothing else. I need to hang on tight for this minute alone. And then that minute passes right. and you go, okay, I made it through this Great. minute. Give me the listen, next minute. Listen, that's the way we're supposed to live. We, yeah. we talk about that like that's a bad thing. Mm -hmm. You know, Paul says, pray without ceasing. That means do it all the time. Yeah, yeah. And the more you recognize how weak you are, the more you're starting to unlock the key to success in life Very because you're so. starting to realize, you know what? My mental health, my physical health, my financial health, all of that is not solely dependent on me. No. During our four o'clock hour, we were talking with uh, Rod Dreher, who we love. Uh, if, if you're alone and you need a book to read, look up Rod Dreher because he's oh got several gosh. excellent. My wife, um, the you, way of she Ruthie, loved Ruthie Lemming. Oh, she sure did. Yeah. yeah it's a really wonderful book. About I've never Rod's read that one. Fabulous. But I but, loved How Dante Can Save Your Life. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. I love that book. Yeah. And not only is it fabulous, it's so beautiful to look at. Oh. Yeah. I love Rod. Uh, but he told a story as he was with us, and I think this scene's probably being played out every day, where his mom, who's a widow, is in social isolation. And he goes to her house, he brings her groceries, puts them on the front porch, and they have a conversation while she stands at the front door, you know, and she's behind glass and Rod's back a little bit in the yard. I mean, that's how people are living their lives today, aren't they? I know, I know. So God it's, bless it's, us all. I mean, we need uh, some sort of clarity here. But Kath, your admonition about praying uh, without ceasing, it. it's good. Pray without ceasing. What yeah. else? What about other practical things, John, that you've done to ensure that you are in peak condition? <laughs> <laughs> well, that ship has sailed a while ago. Okay, Kath. The all peak right. Condition. I mean, just holding it together. Look, I mean, I go outside in the yard. I, okay. I, and even as cold as it is, or, you know, I'm putting on a winter coat and a scarf mm -hmm. and a hat, and I'm just walking around a little bit, right? Take my dog for a walk. I mean, mm -hmm. that's, a, that's a great pleasure. Those basic things keep me uh, at least somewhat sane. Yeah. You, how about you? Well, I've really enjoyed cooking dinner for my family. Mm -hmm. And for those of you who cook dinner for your family every night, you think, well, what is the big deal as far as that goes? But based on when we're on the air and what our workday looks like, I often don't cook for my family. So I maybe would do one meal during the week and one yeah. meal on the weekends. Um, and everybody kind of, all my family members have learned how to cook. So they kind of fend for themselves and do whatever they do. But because we're all together and because I think that, you know, moment of coming together for a meal and trying to make the most out of your circumstances and appreciating what we do have. One of the things we do have in our family is food. I feel like I should put the extra effort forward and do that. Fabulous. I've really enjoyed it. Nice. Okay. So there's some relaxation in uh, yeah. making some food. That's yeah. Good. I think, I think that's been good. My exercise plan that I'm super excited about. How's that working? It, I mean, it hasn't started yet, okay. but I know that when when I start into it, it's going to be great. Oh, that'd be incredible. Mm -hmm. I mean, from someone who doesn't like to sweat, yeah. I have to be maybe isometrics. Have you done isometrics? I don't know what that is. You know, it's kind of like um, muscle against muscle. So like, you know, hold you and you're trying to push your arm up, right? While yeah. you're pushing it down. That you doesn't I mean? sound very hard. It's not, oh, it is. Try it. I'm telling you. If you Look at you. You haven't done anything already yet. 
Just give I, it a shot. No, no. But, I'm just saying, you know, based on all the things that are popping up on my Instagram feed, you know, I can do Pilates. I mm-hmm. can do advanced yoga. Right. I can do some kind of figure eight thing. I don't know what that is. I can do the, you know, high, high energy thing where, you know, you do 18 burpees and then you do 28 burpees and then you collapse. Whatever. Right. There's so many options for, sure, you know, but the what options are, do. you're saying I could do. That's right. the key phrase. I could do, mm-hmm. but you have not. So I'm offering you this. Hold your arm out and then try to push now it look, up. If I'm going to do it, I don't want to be embarrassed. I don't want to do something lame, John. <laughs> Who was the guy? Who was the cartoon character where he would say, heavens to Murgatroyd, exit stage right. And then he would exit. That's exactly know. Is, where is, we're is, that, right now. is that my... Is that my cue? It's my cue as well. Okay, All right. we're done. Okay, when we come we're back, done. we're going to talk about uh, the assassination. We're going to switch gears totally. Uh, we think we're having a bad time. Uh, right. This day in history, Abraham Lincoln was assassinated. What don't we know about that? Let's talk about that in just a few minutes with a guest who's all over the details. Stick around. It's the ride home with John Hall and Kathy Emmons. We're talking <laughs> assassination of the president, Abraham Lincoln, next. pick me. WORD. Coming up on Love Worth Finding. How can we turn our problems into possibilities? The Bible Christian sees an opportunity in every difficulty. And we're going to see today that difficulties are just opportunities in reverse if we see them through the eyes of God. Join us for more of Adrian Rogers' series, That Old Time Religion, this month on Love Worth Finding. Tonight at 11 on 101.5 WORD. Chuck McDowell, founder of Wesley Financial Group, talks about timeshare cancellation. If I could help everybody that has been lied to when buying a timeshare, I would. But the honest truth is, I can't. And those that are telling you that they can without knowing the specifics of your timeshare, well, they're lying too. But if you were misled when buying a timeshare, if you were told your timeshare was a great investment or your maintenance fees would never go up, I I might be able to help. Ten years ago, I was sued for millions of dollars by a timeshare giant in federal court with everything to lose. My home, my money, my kids' future. But I fought. I won because I fought for what was right, helping folks that have been lied to cancel their timeshare. Unfortunately, we can't help everyone, but I guarantee you if we take you as a client, we will cancel your timeshare contract or... You'll pay nothing. Call Wesley now for your free information kit. 800-611-3113. 800-611-3113. 800-611-3113. It's time to stand with Israel. Sebastian Gorkehe inviting you to register for a life-changing trip to Israel December 2nd to 11th. Join me, my friend Mike Lindell, and hundreds of patriots on the Stand with Israel tour, a journey to the Holy Land to get first-hand insights into Israel's fascinating past and promising future. Register today at sebgorka.com. On the Stand with Israel tour, history, culture, and faith will converge right before your eyes in a truly remarkable country. I'll take you behind the scenes to explore over 40 iconic sites during an all-inclusive 10-day tour this December. We'll pray at the ancient Western Wall, sail the picturesque Sea of Galilee, float on the Dead Sea, explore modern Tel Aviv, and much more. Best of all, we'll be together with like-minded supporters of the nation of Israel. Reserve your spot today and travel with me on the Stand with Israel tour. Visit sebgorka.com and click on the Israel banner. That's sebgorka.com, S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A.com. He learned to pitch in your backyard. 
now his team's coming over to celebrate their high school championship. So you need to patch those bare spots fast. Pennington One Step Complete has a revolutionary formula that repairs bare spots in only two weeks or less. Pennington's been trusted since 1945, and now it works even faster. One Step Complete from Pennington. Honest Green. Get your lawn ready for any occasion. Head to your local retailer to pick up One Step Complete. Most clubs you join require an initiation fee or a club membership, but not the Word FM Discount Shopping Club. In our club, you save as much as half. That's right, 50% on gift certificates and items from local restaurants, health services, and much more. Discount deals just in time for birthdays, special occasions, or just because. And all from the comfort of your own computer or smartphone. Great deals and awesome savings. Log on now to wordfm.com, keyword shopping. On this date, this date in 1865, actor John Wilkes Booth went to pick up his mail at Ford's Theater in Washington, D.C. And while he was there, someone told him, hey, uh, the president of the United States is going to be at a box this evening. He's going to watch the performance. That set a chain of emotion forward where that evening at 10 o'clock, John Wilkes Booth stuck into the president's box and shot the president in the head. 1865. That's a long, long ways away. And I think a lot of us know that those bare details of what I just talked about, but there's so much more to the story. So we're happy right now to sort of switch our focus for a time and, and talk about the president and the assassination. Robert Hutchison is with us. He is a, a brand new workout to talk about the president. Uh, what you thought you knew about Lincoln assassination might be all wrong. The Lincoln assassination. And Robert, welcome to the show today. How are you, sir? Very good. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, we're happy to talk to you, Robert. Um, here's a question I've always had. Based on what Lincoln had done, obviously what he's famous for, were there uh, Confederate factions that had some kind of connection with John Wilkes Booth? Oh, of course. There were a lot of people who had connections with John Wilkes Booth. Um, one, of the, one of the great unsolved mysteries of the assassination, which people still debate to this day, is whether Booth more or less acted on his own, uh, or whether uh, the killing of Lincoln was done at the specific direction of Confederate leaders. And there's evidence on both sides. Um, Booth was certainly aided by some Confederate couriers and sympathizers like John Sartre Jr., and he did meet with Confederate agents during a trip to Montreal, and they introduced him to some Confederate agents in, in Maryland. Uh, but on the other hand, his actual plan, his original plan had been to kidnap Lincoln and spear him, spear him away to the South and then hold him hostage for the release of, of Confederate prisoners of war. But his execution of this plan was so inept and so bungling and had all the marks of, a profet- of an amateur who didn't know what he was doing that probably I would say the majority of historians today um, don't think that the Confederacy was actually directing Booth. In other words, they may have known what he was up to or had heard rumors of what he was up to, and some of their lower-level people may have been helping Booth, but uh, Jefferson Davis and the other leaders probably were not planning it. Mm. I see. So, Robert, um, whether you're talking uh, the assassination of JFK in 1963 or Abraham Lincoln in 1865, there's always an air of mystery and conspiracy and myths that grow up around this. Talk to us about the myths around the assassination of Lincoln, because I'm sure there's more than several. Oh, yeah. And that's really fun on a project like this. 
is you go back and you can read the original sources. You can read the original eyewitness testimony and the testimony that was given in court and letters and things like that. And you can see what people who were actually there said that ha- what happened versus kind of the urban legends that grow up over the years. And probably the most famous one, you read this in every single book about Lincoln, is that Lincoln had a premonition of his own death, uh, that he woke up in the middle of the night and went downstairs in the White House, and he saw himself lying in a casket in state, uh, and that's when he realized that he was going to be assassinated, and he had this premonition. But in fact, that story only came about about 30 years after the assassination from one guy who was a former U.S. Marshal who who remembered that Lincoln had told him this story. But when you go back to the original sources, his wife never remembered a, a, a dream like that. None of his personal secretaries, none of the people he worked with on a daily basis, none of them reported Lincoln ever telling them that. But, so most historians today do not believe this is actually true. And there's a lot of little things kind of like that that have grown up. The, the story definitely grew in the telling. But the actual events themselves are so interesting, you don't have to add to it. You know what? I read years ago, Robert, that uh, the the day of when President Lincoln was holding the tickets for the for the uh, um, for the play that evening, that in some ways he kind of had a hard time sort of scaring up company to go see the play. Of course, his wife Mary Todd Lincoln was going to attend, but other people were kind of begged off. So uh, Abraham Lincoln kind of had to scoop down a little bit and raise somebody up to attend the show with him. Is that true? He asked fifteen different people to come with him to the play. Nobody would go. And part of the reason why is there was there was some rumors in the air that something might be afoot. There really was. And Secretary of War Stanton and other people were discouraging people from going to trying to talk Lincoln out of going to the theater, including Ulysses S. Grant. He he specifically asked Grant not to go to the don't go with, to the theater with Lincoln, please, you know, try to talk him out of it. So every time Lincoln asked somebody to go with him, uh, they would say, oh, I'm sorry, Mr. President, I have all this work to do. I just, I just can't go. I'm sorry. You know, I would love to go uh, because they were trying to get him not to go. Um, but he was determined to go to this. Um, the horrible tragedy of this, of this whole event is that this was probably the happiest day of Lincoln's life since the war began. He was absolutely giddy. Um, they knew for certain that the war was over. Uh, uh, the, the, uh, Robert E. Lee had surrendered the Army of Northern Virginia just five days earlier. Uh, everyone was in Washington partying. There was celebrations everywhere. And Lincoln was beginning to, to dream of life after the presidency, maybe going out to California. He had a secret desire to go to Palestine and see Jerusalem. He was a lifelong Bible reader. And uh, he wanted to go see Jerusalem. That was one of his dreams. And, and he was just in a great mood. He was chuckling at the play. And basically, he had achieved what he set out to do. He had saved the United States uh, from dissolution. And he died a happy man, wow. although tragically. Wow. That's an amazing perspective. Robert Hutchison, Robert Hutchison is with us. What really happened? It's the Lincoln assassination. Today is the anniversary, April 14th of 1865. Robert, I'm just kind of curious. You know, um, there are many handguns that are floating around today, but in Lincoln's time, they were a little more rare, especially the gun that was used to assassinate the president. Can you talk to us about that instrument? 
Yeah, it was a Derringer. It was a 44 caliber single shot Derringer uh, that actually had a 41 caliber bullet, a little bit smaller. It was a very slow gun, only 400 feet per, uh, uh, <laughs> feet per second. But it did the trick. You could blow a hole in your body, but it would fit literally in the palm of your hand. And John Wilkes Booth knew he only had one shot because he wanted to be able to sneak this into the theater without anybody checking him. He could have literally hold it in his hand and nobody could see it. So he brought a knife with him as a backup weapon. And uh, that's what he attacked uh, the major, who was the guest that did go with Lincoln, uh, and his fiance Clara Harris. He actually stabbed uh, the major with this knife and sliced his arm all the way uh, up to his shoulder and uh, almost almost hit his brachial artery. It almost killed him. So um, yeah, he was he was fully armed in case <clears throat> in case he the, the gun misfired or something like that. He brought a knife. We're talking to Robert Hutchins in the book, What Really Happened, The Lincoln Assassination. Robert, talk about uh, bodyguards, Secret Service. I mean, I know the Secret Service wasn't established at that point, but wasn't somebody paying attention, like watching over the press? That's a good question. You would think so, yes, but it was a different era. Although, a lot of people don't know, it's the year before uh, Lincoln had had his hat shot off his head when he was out riding at night uh, to uh, Soldier's Home, which was his kind of summer White House, and from that moment forward, uh, Secretary Stanton insisted that he have a military escort wherever he went in his carriage, uh, but Lincoln insisted that when he went to the theater, he didn't want to bring soldiers into the theater, so he just said, I just want a police bodyguard. Unfortunately, the police bodyguard that night was a notorious drunk named John Parker, and he was last seen in the saloon next door uh, having a drink during one of the intermissions, and that was the last anybody saw him that night. However, there was another guy who was on duty outside the presidential box, outside the corridor that led to the presidential box, his uh, personal assistant named Charles Forbes. And he did stop Booth and said, I'm sorry, sir, this is the presidential box. And Booth simply reached into his pocket and pulled out a calling card of some kind. We don't know exactly what it was. It was never found. And he handed it to Charles Forbes and just simply said, I need to speak to the president. And Charles Forbes said, okay. <laughs> he thought, well, I guess he needs to speak to the president. And two, two other people had done the same thing. They were messengers. They had been let in without incident. So he figured this was just another one like that. I so see. he let him go in. And that's how he so, got in. So then that would speak to the power of John Wilkes Booth personality and his um, acting chops. How famous as he was, right? Yeah, he just sort yeah, of you well, know, he was his the way Brad in. Pitt or the George Clooney of the day. Everybody knew who he was. He was famous. You know, if, if Brad Pitt kind of showed up and said, "I, you know, I need to speak with the president," and uh, everybody knew who he was, and uh, you know, he kind of acted as if he had an official appointment, uh, he might just get nodded in. You know, who knows? But that's sort of sort of the way it was. He, right. uh, John Wilkes Booth was uh, the most famous actor in America at that point. I see. So then John Wilkes Booth shoots the president. He then jumps from the, the booth and then lands on the stage. And as he lands, he breaks his leg, right? That's right. And he did not vault over on all the pictures and all the uh, film recreations that they show him vaulting like a gymnast. And he was yeah. athletic, but he wasn't that athletic. That would be quite a way to fall. What he did was he lowered himself down. Just if you or I were going to try and do this, he kind of lowered himself down, hanging on to the flags that were there until he was maybe 
eight or ten feet, and then he let go. And I even see. doing that, he caught a spur in one of the in one of the fl- decorative flags that were there, and he landed kind of sideways and hard, and he broke his leg. I see. Uh, at least we're pretty sure he broke his leg, and um, and then he went off the stage from there uh, and went out the back door after screaming out, uh, you know, six emperors, uh, Tyrannus, and all that. I see. So then after he exits the theater, that's where things get really interesting, right? Because he needs to escape, he runs, and he coalesces with a gang of misfits. <laughs> yes. He basically, he, he, he met up with a guy named David Harold, who was one of the three guys he had left. He had a fairly big gang of about two dozen people who were trying to kidnap the president uh, over a six-month period. But as I said... That didn't really go anywhere because they didn't know what they were doing. And about a month prior to the assassination, Booth held a meeting with everybody in a restaurant, and he started hinting that there might be a simpler way to achieve their ends. And it, and he just kind of hinted at what he might have in mind. And as soon as those people heard even the hint that he was thinking about murder, they, they said, we're out, we're done. They all had families, they had futures, they knew the war was coming to an end. They didn't want anything to, <clears throat> to do with murder. So at the very, very end, Booth was left with just three desperate, poor people that he was paying to, to help him. Mm-hmm. And, and those were the people that actually ended up being executed. I see. Mm-hmm. This Day in History, The Assassination of Abraham Lincoln. To talk about it, Robert Hutchinson's with us, his new book, What Really Happened, The Lincoln Assassination. Uh, Robert, can you talk a little bit about, before you leave us, why why this happened was John Wilkes Booth from a family that was, you know, pro-Confederate. Um, was he part of a subsector of people that were after the president who disliked him? What was the background there? That's the big mystery. John Wilkes Booth is, is one of these historical mysteries. He came from a pro-union, Lincoln-voting, anti-slavery family of, of, of uh, actors and poets. And one, one of his brothers was a doctor. Uh, he was sort of a, a misfit in the sense that he he developed an attachment to the Confederacy from a two-year stint in Richmond, Virginia, and when the, the people took him into their homes, and, and he kind of felt like he was an honorary member, honorary son of the South, and he just became obsessed. He was one of these people that let politics crowd out uh, common sense, and uh, he, he he was always raving against the president, it was an open secret that he was anti-Lincoln. Uh, it's kind of a miracle he was never arrested for treason for some of the things he said. Uh, even even people that shared his politics thought he was unhinged. And uh, yet he was considered one of the nicest guys, most generous guys anybody had ever met. So uh, some of his friends continued to sing his praises even after he was uh, the most hated man in America. So... Yeah, what uh, I think ultimately comes down, he wanted to do something for the South, and he thought he, he would make a name for himself and go down in history as a slayer of a tyrant, because Lincoln was widely considered a tyrant in his day. And he was shocked when he read the newspapers and found out he was denounced as a coward who shot someone in the back, not the slayer of a tyrant like Brutus slayed uh, Julius Caesar. Wow. Well, it's a fascinating story. And Robert, um, your work, the brand new book, What Really Happened, The Lincoln Assassination. Uh, we look forward to delving in further to uh, flesh out one of the most uh, tragic days in American history. Robert Hutchison, you can find him online at roberthutchison.com. 
The Lincoln Assassination. Robert, thanks an awful lot. We really enjoyed the conversation. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me on. Mm-hmm. Take a break. Come back. Uh, Kath, what's up next year for us? Well, it sounds like there's going to be a facelift of Mount Washington. Oh, yeah. Well, it's it's an ask. $20 million ask. You know how money is today. Maybe it might not happen. Hello, friends. It's me, Marcia, from the Spring House. We are hoping you are all healthy and safe. Our family wanted to let you know that because our cows are requiring twice-a-day milking, the spring house is still open for you to stop by for your farm fresh from our herd milk and hot out-of-the-oven breads and buns and meats and cheeses and cookies and anything that will make life happy and comfy and easier during these uncertain times. Our buffet is still full of family recipe lunches and suppers every day to take home to eat at your own family table, and our catering team even created a special take and bake meal which you can check out online we even ordered in extra toilet paper in case any of you are in a pinch we've been so blessed this last week by customers thanking us for staying open and best of all telling us that they're praying for us we just wanted to let you know that we are praying for all of you too here's a big hug from all of us at the spring house to you we love you do you have constipation with belly pain straining and bloating that keeps coming back Take the five-question gut check to see if it could be more than occasional constipation. It could be irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or IBS-C. Linzess, or linaclotide, is a prescription medication that treats IBS-C in adults. Linzess is not a laxative. It works differently. Linzess helps relieve belly pain and lets you have more frequent and complete bowel movements. Individual results may vary. Do not give to children less than 6, and it should not be given to children 6 to less than 18. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. Talk to your doctor about whether Linzess is right for you. Go to Linzess.com to take the five-question gut check. That's L-I-N-Z-E-S-S dot com or call 1-800-LINZESS. Worried about deductibles and copays, dental or vision? How about elective procedures? Marley Financial, they've got you covered. This is Kathy Emmons. Marley Financial is now offering a new health savings account that can be used for anything health-related, anything. Copays and deductibles, any prescription, even elective procedures. Marley's new turbocharged health savings account can set you free of high premiums and out-of-pocket expenses. There's even a company matching component that can provide two or even three to one benefits. And because it's a contribution, not a premium, your value stays with you for the rest of your life. And if you recently lost your job and your health benefits, Marley has programs to get you the coverage you need when you need it most. Call Marley Financial today, 7 7- 724-884-1496 and ask about their new turbocharged health savings account. That's 724-884-1496. Marley Financial, the most innovative agency in the marketplace at marleyfg.com. You know, spring cleaning doesn't just mean the deep clean you do around the house once a year. You may want to do some tidying up for your business's digital marketing, and Salem Surround can help. We give you all the right tools to surround your target audience and turn website visitors into website leads. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence and learn how to get your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. 
Listen on your smart speaker, the Word FM app at wordfm.com, iHeart, TuneIn, and on radio.com. In the car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. An evening rain or snow shower in spots, otherwise clouds for tonight, low 28, mostly cloudy with a little accumulation of snow and rain late in the afternoon, high Wednesday 46. An evening rain or snow shower in spots, otherwise cloudy and cold Wednesday night, low 26. For Thursday, cloudy, breezy and cold with a high 44. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Andy Robb. So when friends or family come in from out of town, where's one of the places you should take them to? Washington. Yep, of course, to the Outlook, right? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, this today from the Pittsburgh Tribune Review by by Bob Botter, who is uh, the reporter there. He says that uh, Pittsburgh officials are set to apply for a $20 million federal grant that would pay for the stabilization of the landslide-plagued hill that offers panoramic views of the city. Council plans to introduce a resolution tomorrow that would authorize the application for the grant. Now, the problem is uh, it's one of the most competitive grants in the country, and it's not that long ago that Pittsburgh got one. Um, they got a, a, a similar $19 million grant uh, just two years ago to build that $30 million cap that crosses 579 to the Lower Hill District. That's going on right now. That oh, right. The thing right. that's going to be the walking yes. sector okay. park thing. But anybody, if you've been up to uh, the hillside on Grandview Avenue or coming down PJ McCardo Roadway, sometimes I go, you know, sort of, you know, do a little shortcut and I'll get on 51, go up over the hill and then come back down on McCardo Roadway. Mm-hmm. That road is closed more often than not because mm-hmm. of landslides. Yeah, right. right. So the stabilization right. of that is a major deal. Uh, $20 million, and then to do improvements on the walkways and to make the overlook a little more attractive. I think it was 1960s that was built. Right. Um, it'd be nice if it could happen, oh. but considering where we are economically in this country, it's a long shot, but they're going to try to give it a give it a go. Well, I would love to see that. I mean, it is the jewel that everyone brings their friends to see, like you yeah, said. I mean, sure that's just what you do. You're going to take your family to see, I don't know, the Cathedral of Learning. You're going to take them to see Fit. But the, the number one thing you're going to do is go up to Mount Washington. Yeah, and just wow seem, Yeah, it just seems like for PR purposes, for any sort of marketing campaign, I mean, it's either going through the Fort Pitt Tunnels and from the airport and seeing the city like open up in front of you when you come out of the Boom. tunnel or it's up on Mount Washington. Those are the two things. Yeah. How about we've got a friend, Scott, who comes into the station. Uh, I don't know. He's probably been here, I don't know, 10 or 11 times. Last time he was in, we were like, let's go to Mount Washington. He was like, I don't know what you guys are talking about. But I've never been there. We took him up there. Of course, it blew his socks off because yeah. it's an incredible view. It's one of the few cities in the world that offers such a panorama of the complete yes. and total city. Yes. And I think there are fewer places in town where you can be as freezing cold as you can be up there in the winter. <laughs> yeah, I mean, true, that's yeah. ju- that's yeah. torturous. It that's is. Why do we do yeah. that to ourselves? I don't know. Could you imagine having an apartment with a view? Would you get tired of that? Would you get tired of looking at it? I would never get Maybe tired you just kind of go. Uh-huh. I've seen it, you know. It's okay. I, do you think? No. Well, no. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to believe that. Familiarity, right? Every time you go, oh yeah, we've got that. Big I, deal. I, probably so. What's the uh, the name of the high rise up there? Right. Uh, I don't uh, know the name of the high rise. One of the one of the high rises. Um, 
the one that that's next uh that's near the um oh it used to be christopher's what's it called now it's oh, only yeah. been this thing for 20 years right yeah uh um I'm not help. So oh, it's terrible. I know there are people who are like ready to, to, to wreck their cars because I can't think of the name of the place. Um, would you say? No, no, no. I'm thinking about the restaurant that's up there. Anyway, um, Frank Sinatra had an apartment in one what? of those buildings. Did Sinatra. you know that? No. Yeah. Sinatra had like a little sort of hideaway here in the yep. city. Yes, he did. Really? Yeah. The ding, only reason ding, I... Ding. Yeah, the only reason I I know that is um, when I was working in interior design, I sold some area rugs to the person who owned that at that point. Really? And she, and she said, "Hey, did you know the Frank Sin- uh, Frank Sinatra used to live here?" Well, what the? It heck? was very exciting. Why would Sinatra choose Pittsburgh? I don't know. Like a, like a little love nest or something? No idea. Hmm? No idea. She didn't know either. Very strange. But she was okay. very excited to be living in the same sacred space. <laughs> it probably smelled like whiskey and Chesterfield. I'm sh- I'm sure it did. I'm sure it did. There were there were like little bits of the Rat Pack all yeah. over. The- <laughs> so I I sang to her. I've got you under my skin, and then oh, we parted funny. ways. Fabulous. Okay. Well, anyway, let's hope that the uh, they get the gas to make the uh, overlook a little bit better. Yeah. Let's step away. Okay. Uh, yeah. A few minutes. Coming back and. Yep. Uh, We're going to talk about isolation, John. The strangest thing. We think we're by ourselves, but actually, in many ways, our relationships are getting stronger. So we'll talk about why next on Today's Ride Home. If you're a licensed counselor in Pennsylvania, Grace Wellness Center doesn't want to hire you. They want to partner with you. At Grace Wellness Center, you'll find the personal support and professional development you need to build your ideal clientele. Grace Wellness Center invests in you so you can invest in your clients. Get the support, training, and personal coaching you need to pursue your passion and build the kingdom with offices throughout Greater Pittsburgh. Join the team at thegracewellnesscenter.com. We're all spending more time at home these days, but somehow the wind and the rain didn't get the memo about shelter in place. Hey, listen, there's some great news from Windows R Us Pittsburgh. They've been granted a waiver by the governor to handle any emergency repairs outside your home. If you've had damage to your roof, gutters, siding, or windows, Windows R Us Pittsburgh can still answer the call. And everything will be handled in strict compliance with the government's social distancing guidelines to keep your family and their employees safe. You may be eligible for free repair or replacement with the area's premier exterior replacement company with over 50 years of home remodeling experience. Visit windowsaroustpittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. For a no-pressure approach with no hidden fees and one of the fastest turnarounds in the industry, a company who will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty, windowsaroustpittsburgh.com. That's windowsaroustpittsburgh.com. Worried about deductibles and copays, dental or vision? How about elective procedures? Marley Financial, they've got you covered. This is Kathy Emmons. Marley Financial is now offering a new health savings account that can be used for anything health-related, anything. Copays and deductibles, any prescription, even elective procedures. Marley's new turbocharged health savings account can set you free of high premiums and out-of-pocket expenses. There's even a company matching component that can provide two or even three-to-one benefits. And because it's a contribution, not a premium, your value stays with you for the rest of your life. And if you recently lost your job and your health benefits, Marley has programs to get you the coverage you need when you need it most. Call Marley Financial today, 724-884-1496 and ask about their new turbocharged health savings account. That's 724-884-1496. Marley Financial, the most innovative agency in the marketplace at marleyfg.com. In business today, being ready is more challenging than ever. 
As you work to keep your doors open and employees and customers protected, Cintas is here to help. Our trucks can deliver essential supplies like soap, microfiber towels, disposable gloves, paper towels, toilet tissue, and safety glasses. We can even sanitize your restrooms. We'll serve you with the speed and dedication you need. Learn how Cintas can help your business stay ready at Cintas.com. Spending more time inside? J&D Waterproofing can help you breathe a little easier. Protect your family, friends, and pets from mold, dampness, and other unhealthy elements. For over 80 years, J&D has been making Pittsburgh basements very dry and improving indoor air quality with solutions like the Easy Breathe System. Eliminate unhealthy mold and allergy-causing moisture without filters or reservoirs while using less energy than a 40-watt light bulb. Call 1-800-VERY-DRY or visit JDWaterproofing.com. Kath, I'm wondering, are you involved in any number of either text threads or Zoom conferences that sort of, you know, you revisit on a daily or, you know, every few days basis? You got that going on? What's interesting to me about that, John, is that, yes, I do have it going on Mm. and I normally don't. Right. So, so these like threads I have are new threads. I mean, mm-hmm. they're not with new people. They're with friends I've had for a long time, but we haven't been as close previously as we are now. I'm doing the exact same thing. Isn't that weird? Well, I like it a lot because I've thought of people, you know, like um, my friend Gwillem. I've thought about him. I thought of my fr- friend Marty. And I think, look how those guys are doing. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I want to just. Now's the, if not now, when, when, right. Right. So that's happened. And I think, you know, I've got, I bet you I've got eight or nine of those conversations that are active right now. And the cool thing about it is, right. You say something, you know, blah, 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 blah. We're going to talk for 10 minutes or so. I step away. And then two days later, boom, it pops up again. And we continue mm-hmm. on with the same conversation. Right. There is a, there's a piece in the Wall Street Journal about that exact thing today. Really? It tells the story of a group of women who went to college together um, back in, I think it was the 80s, and they really didn't keep in touch. But just when the pandemic hit and isolation kicked in, one person decided, hey, it might be kind of nice to, as you say, you know, check back on some of my old friends. Turned out that there were 16 or 17 of them, and they've wow. been talking every single week since. And the one woman who was interviewed for the article said, I don't understand how this happened and why we didn't think that this was important before. Hmm. But all of a sudden, I find myself, she said, really grateful that I've reconnected with these people that I've spent the last several decades not even thinking about. Oh, that's really good. Okay. Yeah. So that's a high watermark for so the you know so-called social media. Yeah, we- because and and the the title of the article is the irony of isolation. And I think that that's well stated because you would never think with all the time we're spending in our homes that these would be moments that we're actually reaching out more and being more effective and intentional with it. Well, I think people are really lonely, aren't they? People are lonely. It doesn't matter if you're home with family or you're, you know, by yourself and you start thinking about things and old memories and old conversations. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you go to your Facebook feed where you might have, you know, how many, whether you've got 60 or 600 or 6,000 friends, right. how many of those relationships are just, you know, just really sort of uh, thin at best 
So why not dig a little deeper into the past and, you know, revive those old friendships? At one point, you guys, you know, we loved each other. We spent time together. Mm-hmm. We were intimate with each other in our thoughts and in our, in our conversations. So nothing's really changed. I mean, just time has passed. We're still basically the same people. Right. Okay. Let me ask you this. Did you use FaceTime before? Never. Never. I hated it. Well, do you love it now? I've used it like six times in the last three days. <laughs> What's happened to me? I okay. always hated FaceTime because it, to me, it felt like some sort of invasion of my introverted lifestyle or because something. Because it I, is. Because there's a camera right in front yeah, of your yeah. face. And I don't want exactly. to. So I never liked it. But I, I mean, we had so many great conversations uh, um, during the day of Easter with people over FaceTime. FaceTime, we'd like all my whole family, we all got onto the sofa and we called the people we loved and we were like, hey, that's cool. Uh, What's the the really interesting thing for me about it is, is that it feels as though everyone has been reading the same, you know, post about how to put your best foot forward. So like in the old days when FaceTime was just like, you know, in its infancy, you would FaceTime with someone and you were looking up someone's nose which right. made you not want to hang around much longer. <laughs> it really now, doesn't make you want to hang around with anyone. No, right. So we've gotten a little bit better. And now you see people, you think, that's really well done. Or, you know, look at that. I mean, I really- No, wait a minute. Hold on. Hmm. That's not what's happening in my FaceTime calls. W- what? You're looking up someone's nose? No, it's just that we all look terrible. Oh. I mean, oh. Where I'm certainly not like, you know, I've- put my nice shirt on and I, you know, quaffed my hair. Really? Okay. Wait, so. What, are you doing that? Well, look, I got a little, I mean, I've got a little setup here, don't I? I got like a little in-home. So you're you're FaceTiming from your spare bedroom there. Pretty much. Oh, see, I was FaceTiming in some, you know, dark corner of my living room. You're holding your phone up and like just doing this? Well, I have my iPad and I just kind of sit it on a table in front of the sofa and we all just kind of pile on there. No, I mean, I got a studio. I mean, I'm I'm set up. (laughs) Listen to him, Mike. I like it. He's just a little better than the average. No, no. I'm just saying, I'm, why not use what's you know, presented? I took some time to set this up for the show. So Yeah, but we work here. This is workspace. I don't want to yeah. hang out there and like say hi to Uncle David from my no, workspace. I kind of like it, actually. You know? And uh, I've kind of made this, this little space here, like this little piece of the corner of the world, like my home base. Oh, you know so this is like your own personal area? It is. You know, like I'll sit up here at nighttime and, you know. What? Oh, yeah. I just kind of like, you know, I've made it like home base for me in some way. Mike, mm-hmm. he's got like a man cave. Like, yeah, how did this kinda, happen? It's, yeah. better than, it's better than where I FaceTime normally. Where, oh. Tell me, where do you FaceTime from, Mike? I unfortunately have to uh, go to the restroom because that's the only spot in my I house s- that my toddler mm-hmm. will not run to. Right, okay. of yeah. course. All right, so that's dangerous, Mike, and you know where your mute button is. Please <laughs> yeah, tell me seriously. yes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You could always get like get in your minivan, I'm telling you. <laughs> it's true. It's always available. Close the yeah, door. Yeah, except that it's 30 degrees. Yeah, and you might oh. not have Wi-Fi out there either. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Okay, all right. Well, yeah, FaceTime, never mind. You you don't need that. Yeah. Anyway, so anyway. the social isolation thing yep. uh, has made us all in some ways, I, I think, perhaps better communicators. Yeah. Yeah, more eager communicators, yeah. more willing to sort of jump over that. Um, I, I think this is for, at least true for me. Oh, oh, do I want to call that guy because I've been feeling funny about him all these many years, and maybe he thinks bad about me. And maybe that one time I said something, and he did then, and you know, and then I sort of like fall into like a you know like a little mind game with myself. Right. <laughs> he probably <laughs> wouldn't want to hear from me anyway. 
He never liked me even when we were right. friends. I'm just going to stay home. I'm just going to sit here. <laughs> this right? is why people get therapy. Right. Right. Yeah. So I guess what I'm saying is I had to sort of talk myself up to get myself in the right frame of mind to call and That's say. That's good. Hey, okay. Man. But you, but you still did it. Yeah. Okay. I, I think it's great. I'm actually shocked at myself. You know how much I dislike talking on the phone. Yeah. I really, when I go home, I just kind of, you know, shut everything out. I have been downright social. Really? Mm-hmm. Are you proud of me? I'm very proud of you. Okay. How about this? Um, what about calling people or first texting people to make amends? Oh, I mean, it's never a bad time to make amends. Right. I mean, this is. My, a good Mike, time are you to apologizing amends. to anybody over FaceTime? Make amends, right? <laughs> that is the most antisocial way. That's a terrible <laughs> no, way to do that, right? No, it's not. No, no, no. This is a good time to do it because everyone's. But it, maybe, but it, it might not be softer. ideal, Mike, but it's better than not doing it, right? That's true. I mean, but you could still call the person and say, hey, let's meet at a park and, you know, obviously stand six no. feet away and, like, have some face to face time. Especially if, I, like, you're really making amends with, like, something pretty tragic or something. I don't know. Well, through text or Facebook, that's, like, it's insensitive to me. I don't think it's insensitive. I think wow. people are, are right. a, a little more emotionally fragile, and because of that fragility, they're more willing to accept a conversation that, you know, in regular times might not yeah. be accepted. That's all. Well, John, if you need to apologize to Mike, don't do it that way. <laughs> I'll see you at the park, Mike. Okay? I'm a, bringing little, my- a little birdie told me that's not going to end okay. well for you. Uh, me and Gussie are going to show up, and if it gets out of control, watch <laughs> out, my friend, because I'm coming at you. <laughs> we'll be okay. back. Stay close. <laughs> if your family depends on your income and something happened to you, what would happen to them? You need life insurance, and Select Quote can help you get it at a price you can afford. Select Quote found Jacob, 40, who's in excellent health, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $19 a month. Not in perfect health? Don't worry. Select Quote found Tanya, 40, who has type 2 diabetes, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $32 a month. We shop companies like Protective, Prudential, American General, and others to find you the company with the best rates. Give your family the security they need at a price you can afford. For your free quote, call 1-800-880-7474. That's 1-800-880-7474. Or go to selectquote.com. That's 1-800-880-7474. Select quote. We shop, you save. Get full details on the example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your premium could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. Your teeth can't remote into the office or remain socially distant, and dental emergencies won't wait to flatten the curve. The good news? While Stock Family Dentistry remains closed for routine care, they are open for emergencies, going above and beyond the norm to provide a safe, sanitary environment, pre-screening, and seeing only one patient in the office at a time. Stock Family Dentistry on Perry Highway in Wexford, where exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care. At StockFamilyDentistry.com. This is an important coronavirus update from the nonprofit Global Healthy Living Foundation. Do you or a loved one live with a chronic illness? If so, you and your family may be at a higher risk for contracting the COVID-19 coronavirus. The Global Healthy Living Foundation has made free information and support available for your protection and well-being. Go to GHLF.org to enroll in their free patient support program to get updates and information related to the coronavirus outbreak. Protect yourself and your family. Visit GHLF.org today. Staying home. 
Perfect, because Omaha Steaks stock-up sale offers fresh, all-American flavors safely to your door. Skip the long lines and feed your family the finest steaks, burgers, poultry, and pork. Even easy-to-make meals, desserts, and more. Visit omahasteaks.com and type package in the search bar. You'll save 50% or more on freezer-filling assortments, plus orders over $69 ship free. Omaha Steaks stock-up sale. Perfectly hearty, healthy, right at home. omahasteaks.com, keyword package, for free shipping on orders over $69. Upwork has the world's largest network of proven independent professionals and i have an alphabetical list of them <clears throat> accountants administrative assistants animators architects you get the point when you need in-demand talent on demand upwork is how most clubs you join require an initiation fee or a club membership but not the word fm discount shopping club in our club you save as much as half that's right 50 percent on gift certificates and items from local restaurants health services and much more Discount deals just in time for birthdays, special occasions, or just because. And all from the comfort of your own computer or smartphone. Great deals and awesome savings. Log on now to wordfm.com, keyword shopping. Over these last several weeks that we've been broadcasting from home, we've taken the opportunity to read Scripture. We started out uh, just reading Psalms, but then we thought, well, let's just open it up. Let's go deeper into God's Holy Word. So this is our time today where we're going to read. Kath? Yeah, I picked a passage today that's a reflection on the resurrection because that's what we're doing. Uh, the season of Eastertide is what we're in. It's a glorious time in the church calendar. It's my absolute favorite. We're going to start with First Peter. Uh, this is the first chapter. It starts like this. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you, who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. In all this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. These have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith, of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. For you are receiving the end result of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Mm. Amen. Amen to that. Listen, uh, as always, pass it along. We would encourage you in your free time tonight, uh, even if you're by yourself, to read and read the scriptures out loud. There is certainly power in hearing God's word enter out into the world. Yeah, it'll make a difference. It really will. We'd also love it if you'd share our stream. So if you have not been able to watch all of today's show, the beginning of our show, we weren't weren't streaming. Uh, But once we uh, fixed our technological issues and we are streaming, feel free to share it with a friend. You can log on and watch it Facebook, 101.5 Word FM, or The Ride Home with John and Kathy. Very nice. Hey, it's always a pleasure. Um, tomorrow, uh, we're going to do this once uh, again so that we hope that you would uh, tell your family, your friends, and join us, whether it is a live on the air on the radio, which is our home base, or, of course, always on Facebook. And uh, you can find us there easy, 101.5 Word FM. Kath, any plans for the evening? 
Uh, yes, tonight, John, I will be uh, eating leftovers. It's uh, the Easter fish and chips Very last nice. night. We're mm-hmm. doing Easter leftovers as well okay. of a uh, little meatloaf and some mashed potatoes. Oh, it sounds delicious. Pretty I good. can't it wait. Does. I Very can't nice. wait. I love it. <laughs> Have yourself a great night. And uh, maybe if you're fortunate, crack an Easter egg and put on some uh, hot sauce. And uh, that's a good night. We'll see you tomorrow, God willing. Okay. Take care. Have yourself a great night, everybody. Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group.